Welcome to the Why Wait Podcast. My name is Julie. My name is Beth, and we are your hosts. We are two sisters who love life coaching and are ready to ask you the question, why wait? Life is precious, and too many times we hold back, have fear or believe thoughts that leave us waiting. We understand we've been there. Join us as we help you progress and find personal fulfillment through knowledge as we teach you tools that will enable you to love yourself more fully and improve your own life. No more waiting. Let's go. Hi, everyone. Thanks for jumping on with Julie and I today on the Why Wait podcast. I'm Beth. I'm Julie. (laughs) Today, we're going to talk about the topic of what you hear versus what you hear. Is that what I called it? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. What you hear versus what you hear. Do you guys, are you guys as confused as yeah. I was at first? And the reason being it's a Monday morning, fresh off of church on Sunday. And, um, I, I had an experience, oh, it was maybe a year ago, but, um, I remember I was sitting in the room with, I think it was the Bishop and the elders corn president and maybe one other person. And we would talked about, we were in some meeting or I don't remember, but the, the thought that came out at the end is what I remember. Okay. I think it was the elders corn president said, do you remember when he was talking to us? And this guy said this, and I remember the other two or three of us looked at each other and went, Nope, <laughs> that is not what was said, but that's really interesting that that's what you heard. Right. And so we're Christian or we're from the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And so we truly believe in, um, personal revelation. And so sometimes what you hear isn't what was said or taught. And it was just a really good reminder to me at that point that like, you're out there being watched over and you also hear what you need to hear. And sometimes you hear what you don't need to hear, meaning you will read into things and read into what somebody says or, or what they did based off of your own thoughts and experiences that had previously happened. Right. So point being like, if my husband walks in from work and I'm irritated, like, let's say the kids have been bothering me and they've complained, I'm making dinner and they've complained about what's for dinner. And he comes in and he's like, Hey, what's for dinner? What you making? And I'm, I tell him, and if there's not absolute joy and enthusiasm in his voice, he's the one I blow up at. Right. If he's like, Oh, okay. I had a taco for lunch, but that's fine. Then I'm immediately annoyed. Cause I heard something completely different based off of what had just happened and what was going on in my own brain. And he, and then he gets yelled at or in trouble or I've, you know, puff and puff. And he's like, huh, that wasn't what he intended at all. Right. And so both of those situations, whether you're in a church setting and the spirit's teaching you something completely different than what's coming from the pulpit or the speaker versus in everyday conversation the best part about all of this is that you are kind of in charge of it. You get to decide what you hear and how you want to hear things. And that, that works out for the good or the bad. You can, you can, um, make it so that you're hearing more positive in your life. Yeah. Well, that led me while you were talking about it, thinking about, uh, different situations because elder David Bednar, David A. Bednar says, Um, when he's like doing a group thing, he'll ask the question, what did you hear that was not said? Yeah. 
And I love that. And it led me to think about a couple situations <clears throat> in my life where um, I had, it's kind of a little quick story, but when Matt and I, he got home from his mission and we had started dating as friends when I was 16. And so when he came home, I was 20 and I was hoping that heavenly father would give me a sign of like, you are to marry Matt. <laughs> and I was not getting a sign. And I was like, heavenly father, this is like the most important decision I'm making on this earth. I need you to like, give me like, have someone come and deliver a message to me. Like do something spectacular. I've had spiritual promptings before in my life. So I knew how the spirit worked with me. And I was like, just let me know. And I was reading my scriptures and I was in doctrine and covenants. Uh, and it's, and I read full seek signs. That's what I read. That's what I heard. That's what I heard. And years later, just about two years ago, I was at a soccer game talking to my friend whose daughter was trying to decide to get married to this guy. And I shared with her this experience I had with Matt. And um, she's like, she texted me after the game and she said, I want to give my daughter the, um, these scriptures that you read. <laughs> she's like, could you send them to me? So I go and I look it up. I'm like, what? Sure? I can't find it. <laughs> oh. I was like, where is it? Yes. I saw that. I know I read that. I know that was my answer, that full seek signs. And so I kept scrambling and I felt embarrassed because I was like, she's going to think, but I know I read that. I heard that. That's what I heard. So I sent it to her and I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I can't find the exact wording, but that's what I heard. Yeah. And so I think a lot of times, like you said, Julie, we hear what we hear when it's not even intended, however we decide to receive it in a good place or a bad place. Yeah. And things can happen all the time with our children, with our spouses, with people, women that we're dealing with, where something is said that we hear a different translation because of our life experiences. And yeah. that can get us into quite a pickle um, yeah. because it's not what's intended and it can damage a relationship. Yeah. I follow this lady called, I think um, she's a coach for parents that have, she calls them spicy ones, <laughs> spicy children. And she has this reel that says um, when teenagers are going through hormones, because I think hormones play huge into what we hear, right? Not only life experiences, but like we all have had those times that you're just hormonal and nothing sounds good. But she said, teenagers definitely like, you know, they're, it's such a hard part of life. Your confidence is low. Your hormones are crazy. And if you think about a teenager, like I think about my daughter's day, she gets up and goes to seminary early. Right. And you go and you learn about what's a good thing to do and what's right and what's expected of you and go be a disciple of Christ. And then you go to school and at school, you're not supposed to call anybody out. You're not supposed to not like anybody. You're not supposed to do anything. You're supposed to get good grades. You're supposed to be on time. You're supposed to listen. Don't talk do all the things. Don't do that. Do this. And they go all throughout their day. And then they go do a, she does a sport, right. Where they have to constantly perform and be on and do and da da da. And then she comes home. Hi, how was your day? You need to eat dinner and you need to take a shower. You need, and like, so when I, by the, you know, like they, their little brains are really going through a lot in a changing process. And so she says, what happens is you'll say to them, Hey, did you unload the dishwasher or don't forget to unload the dishwasher? And she, then she switches into this monster and she's like, but what they hear is you're such a moron. Why couldn't you remember anything? I can't believe it. Right. 
And she's like, that's literally what they hear. And I just laughed because I'm like, oh my gosh, she's so right. Like she's so right. And so I feel like an antidote to a lot of this is number one, expect the best out of everyone. Expect that their intentions are true and the best. If and they good. are, mm -hmm. what's it going to hurt you to, to think that they are nothing. Second is everyone is worthy and lovable. So even if someone does intentionally say something rude and mean, if we can expect that they do mean the best and they're lovable and worthy, then I can usually pretty quickly flip my brain to kind of have a little more compassion and see their side of things. Right. So like if I had a, something with my daughter where she snapped back at me, if I can kind of just remember that day and what she's going through, I'll still handle the bad behavior, but I have more compassion and understanding and it immediately changes my thoughts. And that's all that you can really control as I can choose to be mad and upset and feel like she's entitled or the other person, you know, my husband shouldn't have said that about dinner, or I can take a deep breath, forgive myself, have compassion for myself and realize like, okay, I was a little fired up here. I could immediately apologize, repair the situation and learn from it and do a little better the next time. So that realizing what I'm hearing is probably when it's, when it brings out anger and contention probably is not what was intended. Yeah. And I think too, if you take it to a spiritual level, I think a lot of times we think that God is punishing us or when answers are to prayers aren't given or things don't go the way that we think they should go. We somehow think that, um, we're not, that he's not hearing us or we're just interpreting because of our feelings and experiences that there's a distance or there's a neglect on his part towards us. And that's why we, you know, you, you need to be really careful when you interpret what somebody else is trying to do or interpret what somebody else is trying to say for what you personally hear, because he, of all things, he's a perfect father and he wants only the best for his children and he would never do anything that would. And so if we can do for others, what he does for us, give him the benefit of the doubt, or like when you talk about Isabella, I can't tell you how many times in my car I would pick up a child and they would start ripping my head off about anything about what was for dinner or where we were going or what the plans were. And I mean, over the years I learned, okay, so what happened at school today? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then they're like, well, so and so said this and but this boy did this and this friend of mine said this. And then I'm like, okay, cause oh, it was nothing about me. And I think that's just like with God is a lot of times when we step in the car with him, symbolically speaking, we're like just upset and agitated. And he's like, okay, where does this come from? Why are you feeling this way? So yeah. He's ready to listen. Yeah, I agree. So, um, kind of look at it as like your brain is always protecting you from danger, right? So if, you, if it thinks someone's going to hurt you or a thought's going to hurt you, or let's say you're in church and somebody starts speaking and it, it pricks an emotional memory or something at that point, usually your brain goes into protection mode and you probably aren't going to quite hear the best intentions, right? You're going to kind of shut down and that's fine. That's what your brain's supposed to do. But I think 
you can look at it and also think that is so cool. Thanks brain. Take a deep breath process and then tie back in to what the speaker's saying, right? Because the adversary is real and doesn't want you to heal or improve or get better. And, um, a lot of times our brains will, will kind of foster that experience. We're like, we feel emotion come on all of a sudden your brain's like, ah, oh, danger. And everything shuts down where once you learn to process emotion, and that's what we do a lot in coaching is just like emotions are not bad. They're just are. And when we learn to feel them and process them so much opens up in our learning and revelation, because we're not afraid and we can use the smartest parts of our brain to understand and interpret what's being said. And so process the emotion, try and clear your thoughts. It's okay that you've had the past and, and crap happened to you in life and it was supposed to, but, um, you can just kind of recognize it for what it is, breathe it through. And then you get to choose, Hey, pretty cool that I get to choose how I want to interpret this right now. And heck, if you can choose, choose the good part because it feels a lot better <laughs> in a life that can be hard and confusing. The times that you can choose to, to hear good intentions and to hear good things, it's going to just improve your life for the better. Yeah. And I just want to add to that too, that sometimes when we allow our brains to catastrophize, I don't know, I can't say the right word, <laughs> catastrophize the whole situation and say, okay, what would happen if that thought was true? And what would happen if that was true? And that, and we keep going, we realize that we're not going to die and it's not as bad and severe as we think it is. Yeah. And so let that thought kind of take its course because then it helps you to feel the confidence that you'd be okay if it was the worst case scenario. Yep. You just have to feel and you can do that. Yep. Okay. Have a great week, everyone. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us today on our Why Wait podcast. If you want to share us with your family and friends, we would love it. The best way to do that is to leave us a review on iTunes or on any podcast platform that you are listening to us on. Also, as our gift to you, we have free Friday coaching every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. The link will be in the show notes and we would love to see you there. Have a great week.